Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, it's Caroline from G Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. Hey everyone, welcome to another week of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. Today, Great Jones Goods Cookware founder Sierra Tishkart is here. She founded Great Jones with her friend Maddie Mollis. They started in 2018 because they were struggling to find the correct kitchen tools to use. So they just decided make their own. Whereas my reaction would be like, go to Target. Um, and and thus, Great Jones was born. Um, I'm so happy to have you here, Sierra. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. As you know, I'm such a fan. So this is, this I'm is very exciting such for a me. Fan. So this is just two fans hanging out. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, Great Jones is... Um, is just it, like you guys. I can't believe you guys are only two years old. It's felt. It, it sometimes feels like it's been two months, and often feels like it's been twenty years. Sure. So I have no sense of time. Sure. <laughs> None of us do. I think in these in these days. Um. Yeah, we were just talking. Sarah and I were just talking about how uh, I could not believe it was almost the end of October. I think I'll just probably be saying for the rest of my life, I'll be like, I can't believe it's this year. I can't believe it's this month. I don't think like any of that will change. Um. If you're not familiar with Great Jones, I really implore you to look at your Instagram because now that I've told you, I think you will start seeing their Duchess um, Dutch oven everywhere. They have these beautiful colors. I'm looking right now at the website and looking at the uh, the marinara color. This is so pretty, Sierra. Oh, thank you. Did you? These colors are so great, and I also love the the royal blue. Um, I so how do you not? How do you only have one Dutch oven? Because I would just buy. I would just want. Can I have five Dutch ovens? I mean, it's a it's a good question. It's something <laughs> I think about. I mean, part of what we're trying to do is is you know less is more, not creating such a decision fatigue in which you're looking at 20 different stock pots and you're like, oh my God, just tell me the one. Yes. I mean, I think that the response to our Duchess is so exciting that I that, that we will expand it, um, but also really want to be clear as to what you actually need in your kitchen. And if and look, it's like a wonderful thing to get to build that out, but really wanting to start with paring down the essentials. I love that. And a Dutch oven is super important. I think as everyone has learned um, in quarantine, when everyone became their own favorite chef, um, that a Dutch oven can do so much. Uh, It almost can do everything, not everything, but like very close to it. Um, It is it's the original instant pot. Yes. I mean, I think for so long, 
the you know the the beautiful Dutch ovens from like the luxury heritage brands are really expensive and they're heavy. So it's often been actually a, a piece of kitchenware in which a lot of people are are intimidated by, and they think that because it's heavy and expensive, it's going to take you know you're going to have to like create this like beautiful every time you cook with it or do something really magnificent when actually to me it's like in the, the laziest cooking in the best way like yeah. you can set it in your oven and forget it and it's just so easy and simple and I love I mean part of what we designed this as is that it, you you want it to sit out on your stovetop um, and it becomes a piece of your home and your life also in a way that goes beyond just when it's in use when you're cooking. That's right. I think there are a lot of people who have really um, strong attachments to their Dutch ovens and I know that you guys have only been around for two years but I feel like the Duchess could be something that it's like you know y- you you give to your kid in like 20 years um, because I feel like that's how a lot of people have come to own their really fancy Dutch ovens. Um, you know, either it was their moms or their grandmas and, you know, or like you see that colorway. I know that I see the ombre, um, like her say colorway and it just immediately reminds me of home. Um, similar to how I see like different, uh, like corning wear Pyrex, uh, patterns and you're like we had that bowl you know you're like I can I can smell the broccoli um and I feel like that will that will come from great Jones also I don't know if you know this Sierra but I live with a very particular home cook um Dan has a lot I of, did not Dan has a lot of opinions <laughs> uh, a lot of opinions and is very uh, the only reason why I don't have the Duchess is because I don't do a lot of cooking and Dan is very um loyal to the Descoware Dutch oven that he has, which Descoware was what Julia okay. Child used. <laughs> and, bef- and it is hard. They are kind of hard to come by. I think he bought his on Etsy like six or seven years ago. And Dan is just one of those people that is, we're so different in that. Like when I need something, I, I will just do like a quick bit of research and I'll buy it. And Dan on like, uh, you know, a plate, we'll do like 40 days of research and have like 76 tabs open and he'll have like pros and cons lists. So this Desco where Dutch oven, um, which I think was then bought by, uh, like her say, um, that brand, it was like folded into it, uh, is like very, very important to him. And the only reason why I don't have a Duchess is that it would only be because I want a pretty Dutch oven and not because I would be cooking. So I'm going to work on that. I am going. I mean, to I work on I that. respect I respect that. If there's a you know that that level of detail and research, and look, I think it speaks to the meaning of these items in right. your home. Right. But it makes sense to me that also the deskowares are really really hard to come by, and I think like that's the problem with a lot of these like mass produced, you know, big company cookware is the problem that you guys had, which is that like ev- a lot of tools are are good enough, but not good for a long time they're not good investment pieces and you made like an investment line of of cookware I mean this was very much born I I am a damn like shopper like I ask around I want a million tips I really like you know I I won't go as far to create a spreadsheet but there'll be like an extensive note on my iPhone notes app and and with and when I really 
recognized, hey, I actually, I, I need all new kitchenware. Like I have Teflon hand-me-downs. I was asking, and I was even fortunate to get to ask friends who have written cookbooks and mm. chefs. And like, I was going round and round. And people actually kept saying to me, like, just wait until you get married. Like someone else will buy you the nice thing. And that really pissed me off. <laughs> it's really annoying, <laughs> like, right? I was not engaged at that. And what doesn't even matter? Like, I was just like, that's not how we should be making any purchasing decisions. No. The fact that these nice things are so expensive or like, are, t- are like tied to a certain social status. Like, I really want to change that both in like the design and but also how we market and, and talk about these products. How 1958 is that that you're like, I want a good piece of cookware and everyone's like, wait till you get a husband. Like, what yeah. is that? Like, I, and I want to cook for myself. I mean, not me it's personally, but other yeah. people want <laughs> other people want to cook for themselves. Yeah, I, I kind of noticed that about, you know, everyone makes fun of this. And I know that you'll know what I'm talking about is that Sex in the City episode where Carrie you know, is buying all of her friends baby gifts and wedding gifts. And she realizes, you know, she never got married, but she has spent so much money on her friends, you know, on strollers, on this, on the diaper yeah. genie and whatever. And remember, she goes to her friend's house and they make her take off her shoes because they yes. don't want to. Try- right. And so someone steals the shoes and then she registers for the shoes and her friends buy her the shoes. And it's like it's a very cliche Carrie Bradshaw you know, moment, Sex in the City moment. But as I have gotten older, I realize like it isn't fair that still so many of the big celebrations in which people, you know, honor you and appreciate you and buy things for you, it comes when you accomplish like the the most least interesting thing yes. that you'll accomplish in your life, which is finding some guy who will live with you um or girl or whatever and I think it's just crazy that we're we still do that I think wedding registries feel really antiquated to me and they're really they're fun because it's like well you know if you're gonna get presents you might as well just pick what you want and it's kind of the only time in your life too where you're like I'm making a like I'm 30 and I'm making a list of what I want and please buy me something off that list um yeah but it still sucks because it's very normal and fine if you're like I'm not going to get married but then you also deserve a Dutch oven and someone should buy it for you if anything you deserve that more as I would say the bigger you know it's such an accomplishment to be like cooking for yourself and creating a life for yourself and 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 yes yes I I agree yeah we should make it we should make it a thing to buy your friends like Dyson vacuums and Dutch ovens and <laughs> Vitamixes. Vitamixes. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. I mean, I really think that's a really good idea. I think I'm going to start doing that. I mean, first of all, we have to win the lottery, but then I'm going to start doing that. Ooh. Then I'm going to start buying everyone I know a Dutch oven. And I would start with the Dutchess. I'm like, okay, so also your the website is so cute how um, the the like – mouse turns into like a little spatula or a whisk or a spoon that is some attention to detail um I think if I were going to I'm thinking about my brother who's moving into his first ever apartment um this weekend actually not his first ever apartment his first ever apartment by himself um and I'm thinking about you know maybe this is a big this is the big Christmas present from me and my husband to him. Maybe we'll get oh. him the Dutch. But what I think I'm thinking about mustard, the color mustard. So I have all these theories as to like which person, like who, like which color applies to which people in my life. Let's and like I let's hear it. 
Yeah. So like mustard is creative types. Oh, like, right. He's I a don't musician. know if your brother falls in. <laughs> Perfect. You did Perfect. it. That's so. right. He's a musician. He's an actor. Yeah. Okay. No, but I want to keep, but I'm, I'm okay. So now I believe you that you're correct. Okay. Now continue. Let's hear it. Let's hear more. Oh, I mean, like bro- broccoli, the green is our best seller by far. Okay. And, and I would say it's for people who actually like, like a neutral, but, but like want to be someone who doesn't like neutrals. <laughs> like, okay. Like so this almost- is like as funky as we're getting. Yes. Got yes. It. Blue, the, the, the like Eve's Klein blue blueberry is like the fashion color. Mm. Um, so like if you're into style or you're even like, even for the people who like buy this and I think are first, like maybe I'll put flowers in this. Like I'm not even sure if I want to cook with this. I just want it on my stovetop. <laughs> I end up buying blue. We're going to Instagram it. Okay. And who buys yes. marinara, the red? M- so marinara is newer and I still like, oh. I feel like I'm still sussing it out, but it's definitely, I mean, it's the boldest color by far. It's my favorite color. Um, I love it. I haven't fully nailed like what I, I, I mean, it also, it, it intersects with the blue customer, which is definitely sort of like a style driven customer, mm-hmm. but I think it actually also has, there's a real classic part of red. Like you're really like handing it down. It's the statement piece in your kitchen. Yes. Because the, 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 uh, Le Creuset Dutch ovens, their sort of like main colorway was that flame ombre, which is very, this is a yes. solid red, um, that Greg Jones has. And the Le Creuset has some like orangey red, you know, imagine a flame tones, but that is the most uh, reminiscent of that. And then I have to wonder who with all of these great colors is buying gray, black or white. You know, we get a decent amount of neutral customers, often more like the really serious cooks and chefs. Got it. Go with, go with, go with some of the neutrals. They want people Um, to know that they aren't, this is not just for Instagram. They're cooking. Yes. I understand. Okay. I understand. (laughs) The white would kill me because it would get so dirty and I know you can clean it, but it would kill me. It doesn't, it has a little more of a glaze. Like it's oh. not as matte as the other. So it actually wipes off pretty easily. Oh, okay. That changes everything. Sorry. Okay. Now I understand because I was thinking, cause I know the other ones are super matte and I was like just one tomato sauce and that beautiful pristine white because I also, I also keep my Dutch oven out. It's like on the stove at all times. Like that's just where it lives. Um, does yours live on the stove? Yes. I mean, I have, I have an obscene amount of them in my home because I love that this backfired on on you because you were like, I'm creating a company because there's just too much cookware and I just want the basics. And now you have 17 Dutch ovens. Um, pretty much. All right. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. You've done us all a great service. What is a pro move, and which is like a real, is when I see people mix and match the lids so they create like a dual color. Oh, you guys should offer it's that. Cute. Do you offer that? I know. I've, we don't offer it. I've, I've eventually. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a logistics complicated issue. But, I understand. But we'll get there. Okay. I love that. I'm looking at every, I mean, like, this is so fun. There's just so much fun. I get it. Like, look. This is incredible marketing. I know that the product is good because everyone keeps buying it, but also like the branding is so good because I know you can, t- I can tell you when the branding is good because it makes me think I want to cook, which oh. let me tell you, I don't, <laughs> at the end, at the end of the day, I do not want to cook. Um, I will clean until the cows come home. So as long as they're easy to clean, I'm perfectly happy with that. Uh, 
This and is- they should make you want to eat too. Oh, that's also the goal. Well, that's a given. I mean, that's a given. I think twenty. If anything can be said about twenty twenty, it's that the year that the year that made me want to eat. Um, yes. Did you go through any like phases in the middle in the beginning of this where it was like? I don't know. I was so nervous in March. I felt like I forgot to eat. And then in April, I got my appetite back and I was just stress eating until like maybe August. I have been pretty much exclusively eating kid food. Um, It's interesting. I've seen a lot of people like use this time to say, oh, great, I'm going to be home all day. I'm going to make some super elaborate recipe. And like, Mm -hmm. that's very inspiring to me. I think that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. I pretty much lived off mac and cheese. And I I found (laughs) it's it's truly I I felt, you know, we've all like had this anxiety, like living in our bodies. And it's really actually just like limited what I feel like I'm able to digest. And I'm craving just the things I grew up eating as comfort foods. Like that's what I've stuck to in this pretty much the whole year. Yeah. I mac and cheese mac and cheese is the one thing I actually can make. So I actually have to be a little bit I have to sort of hold myself back or else every day I'd be like, and now I'm making my roux for the mac and cheese and things would yeah. go downhill pretty fast. Um but yeah, my yeah, the relationship with the body has been a very weird, a weird one to wrap my head around this year. Um, and I think, yeah, I think like as comfort food can come in also like many different forms, of but, but it does feel like I'm eating all the time, which is fine. But it's like the acti- I don't I'm, I'm done doing the activities in March in March like I bought like watercolor pens and I was like I'm gonna just like sit down and like meditate and draw and now I'm like I'm just gonna eat this bag of chips and that'll be my meditation for the day um yeah so I, I get it I think it's been a time in which yeah people have recognized that let's let's get joy where we can find it mm. and if like it is easy to find via food cooking snacks like all for that I mean I've actually enjoyed seeing people who might have been restrictive or like sensitive to that just get to recognize that this this can be such a pleasure and mm-hmm. like let's there's there's enough other things to stress about it's somewhat and and for me it's like it's it's put that into perspective of just like let's let's just let this be joyful and comforting and yes. like it doesn't every, you know we'll we'll let the other things be more complicated in life yes absolutely um we're going to take a quick break and then we are going to return and find out uh what Sierra brought to G thanks just bought it uh okay <laughs> we're back um Sierra we talked a little bit about what you brought you had two items um we couldn't decide which one we wanted to talk about so I said let's talk about both so we're gonna talk about your food item first what did you bring yes I brought a tofu press which okay. is made by a company called tofu express with an x okay and it it drains the liquid out of your tofu no, what is um okay? So so I've never really been a tofu fan. I think the '90s sort of ruined tofu for me. I feel like there was a lot of the way that you know TV shows talk about like Brussels sprouts, like bleh. and then I finally had Brussels sprouts when I was like uh, in college and was like, wait, this they, these rules. Um, I think similarly to tofu, like when it's prepared correctly, I really really like it. But I don't. I mean, the process of preparing tofu is so disgusting. Um, because you have to like, you have to literally like drain it. Yes. Gross. Yes. I like tofu cause it can take on 
really any flavor you want it to. And it's something that can sit in the back of my fridge and last a while. So when I realize I haven't grocery shopped, I can just grab it. Okay. And, but you have to, I mean, most recipes call for you to like stack books on top of it and put plates over it and it's messy and unappealing. And this little gadget, which really like you put the tofu on the bottom and it's there's not it's it's no like automation. It just like basically is a little spring Mm -hmm. that that presses it. Um really, you know, you can leave it for five minutes, you can leave it for three hours. It's it, it really it takes all the water out of it and it's very it's extremely satisfying because what happens is after how much ever time you want to a lot you just flip it over and you see water gushing out and it's kind of like the, the, the disgusting sensation of popping a pimple you're like how is this even in there yeah like I, I didn't even know this much water could be in like what what's and you just it's so deeply satisfying to me to watch it all just flow out of the tofu press now we also have a tofu express i've never used it um but dan uses it all the time it was a housewarming gift when we moved here from a friend back home who is also a vegetarian and who was like i can't live without this thing now she told us at the time and i don't know if it's still true that you can't even buy it on amazon you have to buy it like on its own they have it on Amazon now. They do? The Tofu okay. Express. That is yes. new. Also, yeah. Let's see. I'm looking it up right now on Amazon. So it's like, how much could it be? Um, it's actually, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I don't remember paying this much for it, but yeah. perhaps it's $43 plus $10 shipping on Amazon, which is not cheap. But I do use it at least once a week, and I've used it for years. And I'm seeing Maybe this. Maybe Great Jones should make a Tofu Press. Oh, well definitely you should a hundred percent you should and there's also like a lot of different brands of tofu press but I will say to those of you who are not at home also googling tofu express on um, Amazon that tofu express the one that Sierra's talking about the one that I have is the only one with a hundred percent five-star ratings Um, whereas everyone else is hovering around four or four and a half which I think makes a big difference um now, what's the deal with what's the deal with tofu? Um, what's the deal with with not draining your tofu correctly? Like what happens? Yeah. So tofu, it, it will just get like soggy. I mean, I think the best tofu is when it's like has like it's crispy on the outside while soft on the inside and it can really absorb whatever sauce or flavor you want to impose on it. Mm-hmm. So if you have all that water still in it, it just it's like diluted and it gets really soggy and it just doesn't taste as good. And, you know, really. So so that it, it just it's not it's not delicious ultimately. That's right. And now what's the difference between like, you know, soft tofu, firm tofu, extra firm tofu? Like what, like when do you buy which? Yep. Extra firm tofu is what I prefer to use at home. And it's really good again for getting that like crispy sides. The soft tofu is sometimes what you see in like like often traditionally Japanese restaurants, which is like made really fresh and almost like a custard. Mm-hmm. Um, you like eat it with a spoon. Uh, it's it's just not something I've, I've, I've prepped at home and I think is better made fresh. So I would always go with the, ex- the, the firmest tofu you could find if you're doing home cooking. Okay. That is good to know. Yeah. And I guess the the pr- so the press is like on the, on a spring and it and it like it's like a two it's it's a two piece system. Um, you put the block of tofu inside the little like box and then you press, um, there's just like a a little like 
kind of top on a spring and it like sticks into the box. There's like slats for it. And then how, yes. how long does it take to, to drain? So the beauty of the tofu press is like, you can do it for 24 hours. You could do it for five minutes. Like it, it can really, you know, I usually do mine. What I really love to do is I come home mm-hmm. or, the, you know, in the prior days in which there was like a home to come to right. from work or <laughs> right. divide. Sure. And I, before I'm like, before I just go horizontal on my couch, if I'm really exhausted, I take my tofu press, I put the tofu in it, I put rice on the stove and I feel like something, the work is being done for me, yes. which is very, which is just like having that extra step of like, oh, I don't have to do everything just like from scratch or yeah. it's so laborious yeah. really gets me over the finish line to actually cook on nights I'm exhausted. I love that. Now, do you not, you don't use a rice cooker? You do it on the stove? Uh, it varies. Sometimes I use a rice cooker. I usually now do it on the stove as it's like a little faster on the stove. And, okay. and I, I obviously like using my great toast pots when I can. That's right. Yeah. That I, we got a rice cooker, um, uh, at Goodwill for five, a really not the Zoji Rushi, um, rice cooker, which Ooh, Alicia Ramos and I, yeah, Alicia Ramos and I talked about on her episode, but it was for five bucks. It's like a $150 rice cooker and we just, you know, cleaned it up and <laughs> totally works. So I feel like that gets a lot of play in our house, but we were always doing, um, stovetop rice as well, but also like sometimes it's like, you know, you can only have so many burners going at once. So I feel like the rice cooker comes in handy if you are doing more um, cooking elsewhere uh, and doing more stovetop stuff or want to use your Dutch oven for something else. Um, I'm looking, I can't get over like how cute all of this stuff is. I'm telling you now I'm going to want to (laughs) start cooking. Yeah. The tofu express kind of gross, but it gets the job done. Um, it is kind of expensive, $43. I wonder if they made it available on Amazon and then raised the price. Because I wonder I, if it was like, okay, we're going to give in and do the Amazon thing, but we have to make it more expensive to like meet our margins. I cannot imagine that I originally spent this. I'm also deeply skeptical, as I think we all should be, of like kitchen gadgets that just do one thing. Yes. Like, I mean, I really believe everything in your kitchen should be versatile and, you know, you should have forever. And this is like, yeah, it feels like an infomercial kind of thing. So Definitely. I can't imagine that I that I spent like 40 plus dollars on it, but maybe I did. And I will say it's been it's been a staple. In but my you know what? Sure. The thing about the tofu press is that the other the other option is literally heavy books. And it's like, I'm not, yes. I'm not going to put my book on top of the tofu. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you it's get like a happening. soggy book and yeah. then it's, it's everywhere. Gross. Yeah. It does. It does really. It's like the other one, the other one tool kitchen thing that I like is the cherry pitter, um, which is also an olive pitter. Um, oh. You know, it's, it is, it can only do one or two things. Um, it can only help one or two foods rather. And, but it's like, how else are you going to get the pit out? You know, it's like, how else are you going to get the moisture out of the tofu? Sometimes you just need, like, you don't need your own, you don't need one of those things that like cuts the eggs or like cuts the apple. Um, But I think you might need a tofu press or you might need a cherry pitter. I don't have a cherry pitter. I'm, I'm going to have to worry about that. I'll send you one. I will send you oh. my favorite OXO cherry <laughs> pitter. You. It is a really fun activity. If you're looking for another winter quarantine activity, buy a lot of cherries and sit on the couch. And it's very, it is so, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Satisfying. To, to pit the cherries and the olives. It's like kind of, it's like the nutcracker of fruit. Um I'm looking one up right now. I'm going to order it. I'll send it to you. What's your favorite? What's your favorite flavor to give to the tofu? 
Ooh, I have. I'll give another product nod. Um, there are these sauces. There's a cooking school that was called Haven's Kitchen in New York, uh-huh. and unfortunately, they no longer exists. But they have a line of sauces that are so you can find them in Whole Foods and Target. And they have a nutty um, lemongrass sauce nice. that is just perfect. So yeah. I like put that. I cook that with tofu. I throw whatever vegetables. I throw rice in it. It's just like. It's not it's not sexy, but it is so delicious. I could eat it every night of the week. Wow. Well, I mean, that's uh, I mean, that's, that's all you need, really. Like non-sexy, but every night that's sexy yes. to me. I I love that. I'm looking at their sauces right now. They're really cute. They come in little like baggy pouches. They're delicious. I mean, again, like I don't always have the time or effort to pull down a blender and make like a fresh made sauce. I know I should probably position myself as like a domestic goddess, no, but like it's not my real. life. Yeah, I think <laughs> like, let's be real. I think that that's, that's great. I think the people who are like, oh, I make my own pasta. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we do pasta from a box in this house. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think that that's fine. I think that also like you can only do so much after a long day. And I also think like with the working from home and stuff, it's really hard to sort of develop those boundaries. Like at least when we were, and Amelia and I talked about this, like when she was on the show, at least going to work kind of like when you leave work, that just signals to you that the day is over. But when you're at home, it's like you could be working at any time. And that's the problem um, yes. is that often you just look up and you're like, I should probably eat dinner now. It's 845. Um, so having something that you can throw in a pot in a great Jones pot, mind you, you. Um, and and eat it and still like it. I mean, the good thing is like no one's there to see it. If, if you're not feeling really proud of the presentation, <laughs> like that, that's it. Um, you know, no one to show off to. You just have to enjoy it. Uh, now, tell me a little bit about. OK, so we have the Tofu Express. The Tofu Express is um, 43 bucks, which I agree. I do not think it was this expensive, but I also know that it wasn't available on Amazon for a while. So I want to believe that this company just decided, you know, we're going to give in, but we have to charge a little bit more to actually profit. Um, and it's worth it. Now, the other thing that you brought has nothing to do with food, but I would like to hear about it, especially as we embark upon another winter, except me who in LA will never see winter again, which is bad because I, I like it. So tell me, tell me what you brought. Maybe you could use this to create a sense of winter. I, I brought a, an electric log set heater which basically is a fake fireplace oh okay. i or or the lot the fake like logs and little like furnace that you would put inside a fireplace i have two fireplaces in my apartment but like most new york apartments they do not work right and this was kind of upsetting to me as mm-hmm. i love i so this is i don't know how to say this without sounding bizarre but like i love fire yeah <laughs> like, I just, yeah i just love it and a, conta- and a contained it. fire is nice a contained yes, yes. fireplace fire. I don't want it like, yeah, I love watching houses no go fires. up in flames. I'm very normal. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's cozy. It's romantic. It harkens back to a little woman, little women uh, time era. I feel seen in that reference. Right? Yeah. Well, I... S'mores. I get you. Right. No electricity. Just light a little candle. Read by the fire. Yeah, there's oh. there's something very aesthetically pleasing about fire. I get it. Yeah. And I, so I was thinking like, okay, I can't get that in these fireplaces. And I don't even know when, I'm not sure when I decided to do this, Mm -hmm. but I bought one and then I liked it so much. I bought a second of these like log set heaters and they look, I mean, it's kind of silly. Like you plug them in, 
like if you look closely, you see this like these these like it definitely does not look real. I want to say that, but it doubles as a space heater, and okay. you know. I so so it actually like you know I also one of those like drafty New York apartments and so it like heats the apartment it gives this like you know fake but delightful amber glow mm. and it kind of looks like from far away that you have these lot this like you know these logs on fire I like that um, it's it's kind of cheesy like it definitely isn't an elegant thing in my apartment but it really makes me happy and it does give like you know when you're not looking at it you do like as you're sitting by the fireplace you kind of get that feeling I first and, of all I love yeah. cheesy I think that that sounds amazing I'm looking where uh, what's the brand there's so I didn't realize so, this was such a product like I'm looking at Amazon yes. right now and there's like 6,000 fake log fireplaces that all cost less the, than 200 bucks yep yeah, I have the Duraflame electric log heater with realistic ember bed do you have the one with the realistic crackling sound as well uh i i actually think I, it advertises having a sound it does not really have a sound i like i like the honesty okay because uh, i would be like definitely getting it for the like of it all but like okay. it doesn't it, it i don't either i i do think i ordered it with it yeah it doesn't do it um it has this little flame effect, and you can turn the heat on and off. Cute. It also has a remote control, so you can sit like from across the room and be like, "Let me just, you know, set I the mood." I love that. I love this. And so you put it in the fireplace. Here's yes. where it would look tacky. If I mean, look, you, everyone out there, you guys do you. You know, I love tacky, no problem. But I think that the tacky part would come if you didn't have a fireplace at all, and then you just had this heater in the middle of the room with logs on it that were fake, and then also had fake kind of like flames. So <laughs> I think it probably, I think you're probably underselling how cute it looks in an actual fireplace. I mean, it's I real I bought one and then I bought another. Yeah, and these are not inexpensive. Right. Like I just I love looking at it. And, and yeah, there's something really, especially as we get into, and look, I'm going to be inside more than ever this year. Mm -hmm. So I feel like now it's really a good investment purchase. Um, but it, yeah, it makes me feel like I have a fancier apartment than I actually do. And like, what's, what's more delightful than that? I like that a lot. We also in Brooklyn had a fireplace that didn't work. And then we were like convinced it did work, but then we were like, we don't really <gasps> want to try. You know what I mean? We were like... Yeah. So so um, for the um, for those who don't know, I had a really crazy landlord in Brooklyn and actually Sarah and I were talking about it briefly. And Sarah and I don't know each other like we've never like met like weirdly like we I know we know a lot of the same people, but we've never met like we've never been to the same birthday party. And well, and one maybe. of the I, well, actually that's not true. We've never met at someone's birthday party, regardless of whether we were there or not. Um and when we first got on the phone this morning, she was like, you were the one with the landlord who told you that California was the gates of hell. And that's correct. So when I told <laughs> when I told my Brooklyn landlord that we were leaving, um, he I will put this in the show notes, but he basically texted me back. This He's this. I, first of all, I've never met him, so I would never be able to pick him out of a lineup. But I assume by our correspondence that he is like extremely old and does the talk to text Um into his phone so you get a lot of like weird things that I don't think he means to say so I said I was like hey John you know like we're leaving we're going to LA and he replies with this whole thing that's like you know very a, a big kind of a neg like oh congratulations like that's great like good for you by the way like California is burning up and it's the gates of hell and like I think you're gonna hate it and you're probably gonna come back and when you come back I won't be able to give you the same rent as you have right now it's not it's not gonna be the same like very much like you better not leave because I'm not gonna be able to give you a good deal when you return as if he like owns all the buildings so 
I had tweeted that correspondence between John and I, and it got written up in the New York Post. And there was a there was this picture of me next to the burning the burning uh deserts of california and it was like a new york woman like tells her landlord she's moving to la and he says it's the gates of hell he was absolutely correct i hate to say it john if you're listening which i know you're not (laughs) thanks a lot um but we he was very absolutely positive that if we were to use this fireplace that it would like burn the entire building down and i after a few months of knowing him, realized that he was absolutely just lying to us. Um, and he just didn't want to deal with having to get it, you know, up to code. So we were so tempted to always just like start a fire, see what happens. Cause we were on the top floor. So we had access to like, see if the flu was open, all that shit. I don't know anything about fires, but I think we could have done it. But now I'm really mad that I didn't know this existed. Cause I would have just shoved that in the fireplace. Yes. I mean, I also think now I'm so curious. Like, I wish you would try the fire, know. but you know, the, it's a high risk situation. You know what? Um, I know the people who moved into our apartment after we left. I'll text them. I'll be like, look, uh, I if, need to know if I can reimburse you. Would you get this fake fireplace and put it in the? <laughs> I will put I will talk. Call, I'll call it a business expense. Are there any battery operated ones? Like, what if you're not near um, huh. a cord? Like what if I, you're I haven't plug? looked into that. Okay. I actually weirdly, yeah, I have outlets like inside inside hmm. the fireplace. It doesn't make a I'm not sure when that happened because the apartment they they advertise it as very old. But I'm sure there are some <laughs> battery operated ones. Like that wouldn't that that would make sense. Wow. Outlets you can inside also the fireplace really, feels dangerous. <laughs> I know. You can also go like really luxe with this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I'm curious as they get like I'm looking at one that's $300. I'm like is that what what happens there when you yeah. double the price? I'm like, looking, is it which one are you looking at? I'll, I'll bring it up. Dimplex mm. re, re, revolution. Yep, here we are. Like, I got it. What? The twenty three inch insert. Oh, I yes. See. Okay. And it also has a back, which a lot of them don't seem to have. I mean, I know there's also the like the standalone like little like kind of. Uh, oh, this is interesting. They're all advertising their t- their flame technology. Like, I'd love to think there are all these, like, <laughs> tech people out there being like, how can we get these fake flames to just look better? Right. Like, solve another problem. Like, what? Yep. I mean, like, we, we have so – this country has so many issues. But, like, just trust that there are, like, 40 men in San Francisco working on flame technology. And we're here appreciating it. So maybe we're part of the problem. But I think we are part of the problem. <laughs> this, I think it's really cool. We actually have a fireplace um, – in this house, it's electric, so it has a, it just has a switch, uh, but oh. it's, it's our only source of heat in this house because it's California. So it is, we are really hearkening back to a, a Little Women time in the winter here. I, I actually realized I have a reference, which is in Clueless. Doesn't she have a fake fireplace? Remember, she like clicks it on. Yes, for the ambiance when Christian comes over. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And when she's like baking the cookies and she's like, it's always important to have something baking. But doesn't she have a moment when she's sitting there with Paul Rudd? I can't recall. Yeah, when they're watching television. Yeah, she like clicks it. I can't tell if it's actually just an electric fireplace or fake, but I remember her just clicking it and it being kind of funny because you expect you would expect more effort to go into her putting the fireplace together. I think also that was a very nice. I think the clickable gas fireplaces must have been like a big 90s thing where the people would take their actual beautiful classic fireplaces and turn them into uh, 
you know, like, and hook them up to the gas. Yes. Um, I'm looking. It's the moment she's burning Ty's stuff. Yes. Like, she comes over with the box. <laughs> You're a virgin who can't drive. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's like, oh, I'm going to burn it. I, yeah, I have to go back and rewatch. I'm looking. There's a fireplace. I Googled um, Clueless Fireplace. And there, it's actually kind of everywhere. Um, there's like a lot of different screenshots. Right. Because they're sitting in front of the fire when they're doing You're a Virgin Who Can't Drive. And they're also standing in front of the fire the first time when they're doing Buns of Steel. And, and Ty goes, yep. Shea, my buns don't feel nothing like steel. And <laughs> that was a great impression thank you so much um i'll be performing live at the comedy club uh and and there's the fire is going there too but you're right i do have a memory of paul rudd and the fireplace i think she clicked i mean i don't think it's a fake i don't think it's the dura flame but she definitely <laughs> clicks it and there's like kind of funny moments she just like oh all you have to do is just poop. it's like her closet i love that i love that um now I'm obsessed with fireplaces. Okay, we're going to take a really quick break and then we will be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, we're back. I'm wondering, though, um, my, my question about the fireplace to you is, is, are you ever nervous about the space heater aspect of it? Because all I ever hear about space heaters is that they're going to burn your house down. Oh, God. Sorry to, mean, sorry now, to plant that idea. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Um. <laughs> like, it's like the perpetual. I mean, I, have you talked about this in the show? Like, you grew up just being convinced that your flat iron is going to burn the house down. Yes. Like, I used to just make my mom drive home. Like, I think I left a flat iron on. I never left it on. Also, those things generally turn off on their own. But, like, truly with, like, like colds, like, I just, I'm, like, sweating thinking about the flat iron. I don't yeah. use a flat iron anymore, but it would stress me out if I still did. I think there are things that happened in the 80s and 90s that, obviously things have changed but like when you're kids it's drilled into your head you know like like right all flat irons now have like you know turn off technology or whatever where it's like it's impossible it will turn off if if it hasn't you know after like 20 minutes or whatever um but of course you know whenever we learned our lessons it was like this thing will blow up your house and I'm sure things have changed in 20 30 years but I still feel like the space heater thing is the thing that I was the most scared of probably because we probably just had like a really janky space heater that my parents wouldn't uh, replace, but also was like a huge hazard, you know? So I feel like probably everyone else had it figured out, but I was using something like really uh, dangerous, but I I'm, should, I should be careful. Well, I mean, you're not, you don't sleep with it on, do you? I no, no. I'm sure I have. But them. also, I don't know if I that's love, bad. I, I don't love know if that's my bad. space eaters. I like hug them. Like I just, <laughs> I love. I mean, <laughs> like I truly, I just, I, I'm always cold. So I like okay. put them. Ar- I like have several of them, and I put them all at the same time. Anyway, do you yeah, have a I space eater really... recommendation that's not um, a fireplace where people don't have a fireplace and don't want the logs in the middle of the room? Hmm. Not, not that I could recommend highly. Like I think okay. I, I'm sure I just got whatever was highly rated on Amazon, but okay. I don't feel any sense of loyalty to it. I want to give a recommendation for my now fellow, um, 
you know, warm weather winter people who are living in uh, climates where they might not need a fireplace. Um, the the California equivalent of the Duraflame log fireplace, which I would consider, would be a power washer. That's what I would recommend, um, like a house thing. And we borrowed our – have you ever used a power washer? No. It I is, don't even really know what that is. Okay, so – Power washers are, well, I don't really know either, but I'm going to tell you what I think they are. Um, but we, we have one that we borrowed from our friend and we like have not given it back yet. And I don't think we ever will. So I'll probably just like Venmo her. Um, it is so amazing. So like we have uh, a fig tree, um, two fig trees, actually two big fig trees in our backyard. And we were, oh very, my God, what a dream. It, well, let me tell you what a dream until it is harvesting season and you can't Two people, one household cannot feasibly get all of the figs before they fall off the tree, like try as we might. And so what was happening all summer is every morning we would wake up and there would be 20, 30 figs on our concrete just stuck. There would be like bites from raccoons that had come by. Like it was a real problem because you it would attract bugs. It would attract flies. And what was once a very charming aspect of our home became a huge pain in the ass and we have a hose and so I would put the jet setting on the hose and try to wash down the concrete but like figs are sticky and the sugar uh caramelizes like very quickly and like sticks to the um you know, the pavement and like a hose won't do it. So we borrowed our friend's power washer. And not only did I get the power trip of a lifetime, but it was the only thing that really got all of that shit off of the concrete. Um, yeah. And so what, what we learned though, is like the power is the operative word in that, like, um, there had been, they had been, our landlord had painted this. There's like, um, you know, a staircase in our backyard that leads up to our, our, like lawn kind of thing. And they had painted the staircase. And as we were power washing off the figs, the paint also came off. Like it is strong. (gasps) I know. I mean, it's fine. Like it doesn't, it's fine. But like you have to, um, the biggest tip for a power washer is to not folk. You can't spray one spot for a very long or else it will strip it. Like if you did that to a house, like if I had power washed the house without really knowing what I was doing, it would have taken off the paint job. Um, so if you have, wow. if you live in a warm climate place and you have no use for a fireplace, but you do want something fun for the home that is in the same sort of price range, I cannot recommend a pressure washer, power washer enough. I'm sold on it. I just, <laughs> I had a rug that was so, I mean, I have a dog and it was just so gross. And I just ended up being like, I guess I have to throw this out. Like I, there was no, it wasn't worth paying to have a cleaner come and try. It was like that. That's right. Just. And but what what would what would power washing done? I don't know. Now, now I'm going to live with that right forever haunting me. Where yeah. do you usually buy your your rugs? Um, a mix, <laughs> a mix of places. Like mm-hmm. I'm a big CB2 fan, okay. so one one of my rugs is CB2. I actually like I love the IKEA artist collaborative rugs. Like oh. I had there was one with um with like a cool sort of like New York City ceramicist that they did where like it's I had like a friend go and buy us it in opening day like it was one of those wow. situations um so yeah I, I'd say like most my rug joy now come from those Ikea collaborations or CB2 okay cool and how long did you have that rug before you had to toss it 
I had it for a couple years. You know, but it was a white rug. Oh, which just also wasn't smart. You had a mind. dog and a white rug. Yeah, I mean, I really had it. <laughs> I mean, no judgment. I, I just had think it that's coming. so brave. I mean, I love that. I mean, it's the same thing with like, oh, you have a baby and you have furniture. Like, I just think that that's like a brave. Yeah. That's like a brave thing to do. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like, I don't. You know, I feel like rugs are a thing that you know how they're always like millennials are killing like Applebee's or whatever. I feel like expensive rugs are another thing that millennials just aren't buying. But I think that I mean the the quality of a really expensive rug is probably worth it. Like you wouldn't have to replace it as often. Cause I too feel like I'm getting a new rug every four or five years, which I don't think yeah. is the, is the point. Um, well now I'm just on the Ikea collaboration page with, with, with all. And now I'm like, what rugs do I need? I love this. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. I here. definitely think rugs are not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I look forward to the day in which I could have a beautiful rug, but I feel like they are of all the things in my household. I'm like, let's make this the affordable purchase because they're yes. just going to get so dirty. It's I don't have a very, I don't take my shoes off when I enter my house. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that person the other thing about a rug is like it also can you know if you want to like change up your space you a new rug would really help whereas if you spent like three thousand dollars on a rug you'd be like well this is the I'm gonna die in this rug like they're gonna roll my body up in this rug and and I will be buried in this rug and I feel like yeah I think like an inexpensive rug can help with like the home decor of it all but yeah um I kind of agree with you is there anything uh like furniture wise or in your house that you were like I need to invest in this I mean, I, I got really, really into it when I moved and I, I ended up spending a ton of time on Cherish. Mm, Do you know Cherish? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and. Here, tell everybody what Cherish is if they don't know. Cherish is like, I'm, I'm. More accessible first dibs in which they it has a bunch of vintage furniture dealers. But the really fun part of Cherish is actually kind of it's kind of like eBay like that you can make an offer for something okay. and just see if someone accepts. So you can kind of like go around like kind of lowballing people or just being like, <laughs> would, would you accept this? Would you accept that? Yep. And it's fun. I mean, it's it, it just becomes like a game. And I became obsessed with a type of dresser that's called a bubble dresser. It's from the 1980s. And the exterior just sort of looks like bubbles. I mean, I can't, I can't kind of see it, but if you Google bubble dresser, it should come up. And I, I, God knows, you know, these things you, I fixate on, like, you know, I just, I was like, this is the dresser for me. And they were, they were very, they were out of my price range and quite expensive. So I, so I was really trying to find one where someone maybe didn't, didn't know oh, what they had. These dressers. I know. Yeah, kind of, those are yeah. so, the, I know exactly what, you know, Diane Keaton had one of these in Baby Boom. Um, <gasps> I did not know that. I will send you the scene. Uh, yes, totally. And if you guys are Googling along with us now, once you see it, you'll know. It's so 80s. It's like lacquer. Um, yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, so you so you were trying to find someone who maybe didn't know that they had a good a good thing. Yes, yeah, so just to try to find one that was more affordable. And I ended up having I bought a couple other different pieces off Cherish, and I was te- and I befriended all these different vendors, and I kept asking <laughs> them, "Have you have you seen a bubble dresser? Have you seen a bubble dresser?" And oh like, my god! Finally, someone was like, "I know a guy who has it in Utah," and like it wasn't listed. And I contacted him, and I ended up like coordinating. This was nuts. Like a the sh- a shipment of this dresser from Utah via like U-Ship. I could do no. a whole episode on U-Ship. U-Ship is a really great way to get 
furniture delivered from far-flung parts because it's kind of like TaskRabbit. You just find someone who's like a guy with a truck or uh-huh. a woman with a truck and just and it's like, hey, I'm going, I'm going to New York anyway. I can fit this. <gasps> and they're not always they're not professional movers necessarily, but they'll just put it in their truck. How much you does very it cost? much I mean, you you also you make them an offer. You're like, hey, you just put it out there in the U ship universe. You're like, I'd pay two hundred dollars to get this from here to there. Oh shit! And someone can accept it. They can counter. They could not. Um, wow. I will say, you often kind of get what you pay for. Sure. It's like there, someone showed up on my doorstep at one a.m. with this dresser. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, here it is. You know, I've arrived. Like, they couldn't, like, they couldn't lift it up the staircase. My, oh like, my I'm, God. like, lifting it with my husband. Like, neither of us is equipped to lift, like, a very you're, heavy dresser. You're half asleep. <laughs> oh, my God. That is yeah. so funny. <laughs> but it got here pretty affordably. Like, I really hacked it together. And, and wow. I've got this dresser now. I'm looking at a bubble dresser from First Dibs and like, oh my, this is amazing. It's like red. Like many thousand dollars there. I did not pay that much. It's $28,000. Yeah, I did not. did not Um, pay that. Not (laughs) I don't have that kind of money. Um, Nope. Not even close. Uh, That is so cool. I did not know about you, Ship. That's awesome. I, that is so cool. I had no idea. I recently have have gotten, I got a dresser off of somebody on Craigslist and found a guy with a van, um, that she had or this woman had worked with before and so I basically was like I'm not gonna come look at it like it's fine and this guy will just come pick it up and I thought that was like really really great but th- I didn't even know that this was a thing where it's like hey we have truck space um smart it's a thing. and really cherish smart. shipping is expensive like they'll give you a shipping quote but sometimes it's more than in this case it would have been more than the price of what I'd actually paid for this no yeah no totally um cherish is so that's so cool um Wow, I love that. I've I've uh, now found a new thing that I'm going to be looking at all day. Though I have no more room in, in this house. Um, I've also got. I've have you done the like peel and stick wallpaper yet? Has that been on your? No. Oh, have you? Haven't. Have you thought about it? I'm I I've paint. I'm really into paint, and I've and okay. I'm sh- and I also lo- I mean I love the look of wallpaper. I just I I haven't gone there yet, but I'm sh- I'm sure. I would it would be exciting to me because I, like my dream is I really want a wallpapered bathroom. I feel like that's my ultimate goal. That's where I'm starting. I'm gonna link in our show notes what I use. I I actually for my first project I bought a dresser off of Craigslist and then bought some wallpaper, uh, peel and stick wallpaper off of Etsy and, and wallpapered the dresser. So all the drawer oh. the drawer fronts are wallpaper. Um, and I'll put a picture of it on Instagram. It's really cute. Um, but it was it's so much easier than I thought it was gonna be. Like it took me maybe like four hours, but I was thinking it was gonna be like a few months, a lot of stops and starts and like crying. Um, but I but it all just it, it like anything, you just have to measure correctly. And then it basically the work is done for you. Um, but a, a bathroom would be a great place to start, um, especially if you wanted to just do one like accent wall. Uh, I feel like I, that would be fun. It'd be a good project. I love painting like I I mean this is it kind of relates back to like me picking even the duchess colors like mm-hmm. I just love I put all the swatches on my wall I I mean I spent so much time and energy just trying to find the right pink colors like it's it's really satisfying to me it's funny because my husband's colorblind and just doesn't understand any of this <laughs> but I like I'm very I think I think when we got when we were when we first met a friend said like but you just love color so much like you're so sensitive oh to God. color mm-hmm. and and so yeah I haven't I think because I'm devoted 
probably too much time and energy to paint. I just haven't gotten the wallpaper path yet. Understood. Painting, see, I'm the opposite. Paint is very stressful to me. Um, like you would paint walls in your house yourself? Uh, I would. I, I have a painter. I wouldn't. I, I don't trust myself to paint. Okay, that's different. Um, wow, we really. This is great. I'm so excited. The Tofu Express, the Duraflame Fake Log Fireplace, the Power Washer. We're gonna wallpaper everything. You're gonna get stuff painted. We're getting rugs. We're getting bubble dressers. It's a home decor, um, Fantasia. Uh, I am so happy that you joined us, Sierra. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm 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 going to go research power washers I, <laughs> and maybe move as a result. I think maybe it just, it's honestly worth it. It's really really worth it. Um, if you guys have not checked out Great Jones, um, I really really. Uh, encourage you to go look at this beautiful website look at all of their wonderful cookware and bakeware and you have something new coming out soonish or, yes. or by the time this already comes out it will be out it like what are you doing we are launching in november a whole collection of bakeware um so it is it's our biggest launch since really starting the business last year we introduced our sheet pan holy sheet holy which has sheet. been people love yeah and this is I, I mean this is very much an extension of it there's multiple if you love to bake um this there there will be many pieces for you to enjoy I can't wait and I'm looking into getting this duchess in the artist's color of mustard <laughs> for my brother I hope he's not listening or else this jig is up um <laughs> but they're I mean just wonderful just make your kitchen look beautiful Sarah and Maddie have done an amazing job um everything we talked about today will be in the show notes as always and uh Sierra I will get your address and I will send you a cherry pitter um oh, thank you <laughs> thank you guys thank you. thank you guys for listening and thank you guys uh, thank you, Sierra, so much for coming. Um, where can everyone follow you online? Oh, um, are the Instagram for Great Jones is just Great Jones, and I'm at Sierra Tishgart. Um, same, yes, just just my full name. Just your full name. Okay, cool. And I will link that too. Awesome. I will see you guys next week for another.